1: Here with us on set now, we have Mary Lee Parker, 73 years young, from Bedford. Do I have to say uh, Bedford? Uh,
2: new Bedford.
1: Oh, New, new Bedford. Bedford. Oh, new Bedford. well, we got some bad intel. So it still works there from New Bedford. And uh, <laughs> and we also have, uh, once again, good to see Dr. Ursula Matalonis, uh, Chief of the Division of Gynecologic Oncology at Dana-Farber. Mary Lee, I know you dealt with ovarian cancer. Yes. Kind of where does your story begin?
2: Well, it began in 2017. Um, I was, excuse me, I was going to the doctors for an MRI for my back because we thought I had problems with uh, sciatica. And come to find out, um, they found cancer. So, my primary care doctor called me and spoke with my daughter, and we set up an appointment with a local doctor, and he suggested that I go to Dana-Farber, because I was at stage four in that, at that time.
3: So, and you're, which is, seems amazing to me, I don't know how you did it, you started treatment in 2017, and then you went for chemo every week? Every week. Until 2019?
2: I'm not sure it was every yes. week.
3: Wow. Yeah. What, yeah. I mean, just, what is that like? Like, it, is there, how much anxiety goes with that or you just, do you just get kind of numb to it?
2: I think I've got numb to it because, um, let's put it this way. If you get a cut on you, you can see it, but the cancer you cannot. So you don't really know what's going on inside of you, but, Um, I I said well I'm at the best place that I can be I have a good doctor Um, Kathy is a a good nurse practitioner and um, I had my daughter with me the whole way
1: Uh, Dr. Matalonis I know that in Mary Lee's case had the cancer went into remission and then it came back how common is that in cases like hers?
4: Yeah so unfortunately for for most ovarian cancers, where they're diagnosed in an advanced stage, um, with the exception of a, of a few individuals, the cancer does eventually come back. Um, and you know, with each successive recurrence of the cancers, we recurs, we treat, comes back. Um, you know, are the the durations of response tend to diminish. Um, so again, you know, part of our job. My job and my colleague's job is to find new therapies, um, really targeting against ovarian cancer to extend the times of remission, um, find new targets that keep the cancer in remission longer. um, What is it
1: about ovarian cancer that it makes a comeback? Is there anything, I don't know, genetically, have you been able to sort of crack the code as to why some people get a second bout of it?
4: Yeah, so the the cancer is, is tricky. Um, it's very different in different parts of the body. Um, Almost every cancer cell may have some unique features. Um, So, uh, and again, that that underlying resistance to the drug platinum um, is what defines uh, this cancer as being um, just sometimes harder to treat, Um, hence the real focus on research.
3: Where are we at now in the process?
2: Um, Well, I still have the cancer. But I'm on um, medication that I take every day. Um, I come in every three months, have blood work, a CAT scan, and then I see Dr. Madelonis and we go over. Um, In between the three months, I go to the local hospital and have blood work done.
1: Uh, Dr. Madelonis, uh, I'm reading some of the numbers here and it says... An estimated 19,710 women will receive a new diagnosis of ovarian cancer. And a woman's risk of getting ovarian cancer during her lifetime is about 1 in 78. Yet it's tricky to treat. How do we kind of sort of melt all of that information together? Is it as simple as early screening? Is it just something that the cancer community has been no pun intended, sort of fighting and dealing with. and and How does all that kind
4: of marry up to where we're at from a medical standpoint right Mm. now? Well, I think it's really important um, to have research focused on all aspects of ovarian cancer, all the way from early detection, because that's how we're going to increase our curative rate by by finding cancers early. Um, That's been tricky, um, but research is going on in that that department. Um, And then all the way to really making upfront treatment better and trying to, again, find targets that can kill cancer cells better than we have already, um, and then in the recurrent setting, also try to trick the cancer and find, and find new ways. The, the genetics is exactly like you said. This is you know, the, the genes that sometimes can be affected are BRCA1 and 2. Um, however, ovarian cancer cells, specifically high-grade serous, are very complicated, um, and there's not necessarily a target to hit. Um, So uh, therefore, we're trying to look at different novel immunotherapies, different drugs called antibody drug conjugates, um, but really shoring up research from basic scientists um, to help us figure out new treatment modalities.
1: Is age a factor in any, all of this, older, younger? I know that we've talked to a lot of the uh, doctors about colon cancer in men and it used to be get screened at 50 now it's get screened at 40 is that a part of this
4: yeah so right now there's not a screening test that we can use reliably to find ovarian cancer early Um, and the average age diagnosis is around 60 Um, and that really hasn't changed uh, too too much
3: so, what are the plans today? Are we going to the game? If there is a game, are we going to do anything fun? Uh, you got your daughter here. Uh, who's this young, good looking kid over here? That's
2: my grandson. Your
3: grandson? Jerome. Jerome. Okay. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, any, go- any plans today?
2: No, we're going to go see the game. Okay, there we go. There you go. You're going You're to go the, go game. See the game? We're Absolutely. Doc, you going?
1: I'm going back to work. Oh, there you go. What are well, you doing? hey, somebody's got to crack the code. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, true. That is true. Uh, Mary Lee, I do want to ask you. It said you like cooking. You like baking, all that stuff. Give me the uh, give me the best dessert that you make.
2: The best dessert. I yeah, make.
1: yeah. Are you like a brown? Like my mom makes brownies. I used to think she put something illegal in them. It was just mayo. Yeah, yeah, large-o for 35 years, thinking my mother made the mayonnaise. greatest brownies. And she put something, she put like mayo in there. Bingo, bango. Made mayonnaise. it unbelievable. Oh. I didn't know if you're like banging chocolate cake or something like no, that.
2: No, I do mostly breads. I oh, do okay. Really? Cranberry breads, blueberry blueberry muffins, banana breads. Oh, there
1: you go. All right, yeah. then.
2: And I give a lot out at Christmas time.
4: Oh, I like it. She does. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, and you I have can benef- verify, I've, doctor? I have, been bene- I have benefited from that. Yes. Uh, Very good stuff.
1: Well, Mary Lee, uh, congratulations. Mary Lee Parker. And, of course, Dr. Ursula Matalonis, uh, chief doctor, Division of Gynecologic Oncology at uh, Dana-Farber. And I love talking to uh, Dr. Matalonis because it is the easiest title to read. So far. So far. I was able to get through that one uh, pretty easy. Uh, ladies, thank you. We appreciate thank it. You. Enjoy the
2: game today. Yeah. Thank you I don't think it's going to be wet
1: out there. It'll be all right.
2: Whether it rains or not, we'll be the there.
1: That's right. It's sunny in your world. There <laughs> That's we right. go. Absolutely. Uh,
0: we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?